Welcome to Parse, the official podcast of the Elahe Omidyar, Mir Jalali Institute of Iranian Studies at the University of Toronto. In Persian, Parse means strolling or wandering around as an observer of contemporary life and modernity. In a similar spirit, our podcast Parse aims to take our listeners on an intellectual stroll in the field of Iranian studies, where they can listen to different ideas from leading thinkers, academics, activists, and authors in the discipline. Our podcast will provide thought-provoking excerpts from lectures and seminars organized by the Iranian Studies Institute at UFD to make the extensive work we do with our partners more accessible to academics and non-academics alike across Canada and beyond. Welcome to season two finale of Parse. The 20th episode of Parse is an excerpt from a talk given by Farangis Qadiri, where she speaks on the rich, ancient, and varied tradition of Kurdish poetry, which has unfortunately been portrayed as a genre dominated by male poets, when in reality, many Kurdish women have equally contributed to developing and preserving it, despite many hurdles Kurdish people have had to face during their history. Qadiri is a research fellow at the Center for Kurdish Studies at the University of Exeter in the UK and a postdoctoral researcher at the Jagiellonian University in Krakow, Poland. She obtained her PhD in Kurdish Studies from the University of Exeter in 2016, where her doctoral research examined the emergence and development of modern Kurdish poetry. She has taught Kurdish Sorani and Persian languages, and is the author of several peer-reviewed articles on Kurdish literature. Dr. Qadiri is an associate editor of the Kurdish Studies Journal and co-editor of the Kurdish peer-reviewed journal, Darwaze. So to contextualize Kurdish woman poetry, um, it is useful to provide a little background on Kurdish poetry first and the condition in which it developed. What I mean by Kurdish poetry is um, the poetic production in different Kurdish uh, language varieties across geographical territories known as Kurdistan. Um, so due to inexistence of national institutions, Kurdish developed on a polydialectical uh, structure. Kurdish with over 30 million speakers constitutes five language varieties or dialect groups. Northern Kurdish or Kermanji, as you see, it's largely spoken in Turkey and parts of Syria, but also in Iran and in Iraq. Um, uh, the second uh, main uh, dialect group is Central Kurdish or Sorani, which I've highlighted uh, with red marking in the middle. And as you see, it's spoken in um, uh, the speak its speakers are mainly in Iran and in Iraq. Southern Kurdish, uh, which is largely located in Iran, but also some uh, areas in Iraq, and this is at the, the bottom of the, the map. Gorani or Horami, uh, which is um, in the map view, uh, is represented by a small um, gray area in, uh, inside the red marking um, in Iran. Um, it's spoken, Gorani is, um, is, is spoken in Iran, but also in a, in a small area in Iraq. And finally, Zazaki, uh, which is spoken in uh, Turkey, and uh, it's represented in the map by the dark gray area um, uh, in top left of the map. 
Um, now, Kurdish linguists uh, generally refrain from using words such as dialects, and there is, as there are um, debates whether these are dialects or languages. But for the sake of time today, uh, let's stick uh, to um, dialect group. Um, now, so so we have five dialect groups: um, Kurmanji or Northern Kurdish, uh, Sorani or Central Kurdish, Southern Kurdish, Gorani or Horami, and Zaza. Three of these dialect groups, Kurmanji, Gorani, and Sorani, have strong written literary tradition. As literary languages, Kurmanji, Gorani, and Sorani developed under the patronage of different Kurdish principalities in the Ottoman and the Persian Empire, and uh, the, 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 the body of works written in these languages uh, or dialogue groups constitute classical Kurdish poetry. The oldest literary tradition is believed to be that of Gorani, which uh, developed from um, the 15th to the 19th century, largely under the patronage of the Ardalan uh, Emirates, Amarat Ardalan, in the Persian Empire. Gorani was um, Gorani uh, was and is um, also the language of the Yarsan or Ahlahaq's religious literature, and this is believed to have contributed to its development as well. Gorani developed into a literary coiner in the 17th and 18th century. And it was used as a medium of poetic expressions by non-Gorani speakers, not only in the Ardalan principality, but also in the neighboring areas. However, following the fall of the Ardalan in the mid 19th century, as a result of the centralization policy, uh, which was adopted by the Persian king, Gorani literature and uh, language uh, dramatically declined and it was never restored. Um, today, Gorani is spoken in a small area of Hauraman or Oramanat in Western Iran and Iraqi Kurdistan. And its use as a written language is limited to a few sporadic attempts. In fact, in 2008, it was recognized as an endangered language by UNESCO. So you see, it's uh, really the, the decline um, is, 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 is quite dramatic from a almost a lingua franca of Kurds for century to an endangered language, which shows, I think, illustrates how the absence of support, uh, what absence of support could do to a language. Kurmanji literature developed in the Kurdish principalities of the Ottoman Empire, such as Jazeera and Bhutan from the 16th century and flourished in the 17th century. A progress that uh, continued in the 19th century, but uh, interrupted in the 20th century. Sorani literature, or Sorani as a literary language, was the last to emerge in the late 18th century. And it developed again under patronage of a Kurdish, semi-autonomous Kurdish principality of Baban, Emirat Baban. Despite its uh, late development uh, emergence, one could say, Sorani enjoyed an uninterrupted continuity in the 20th century. And from the late 19th century, it uh, replaced Gorani. And its, uh, its, promin its prominence in, uh, from the late 19th century also contributed um, to the decline of Gorani is one of the factors that Gorani declined. Now, in the 20th century, uh, so 
from the classical literature by by the late 19th century we we had three main literary uh, traditions in kurdish Qurani, kermanji and later sorani in the 20th century 20th century, the redrawing of national boundaries following the collapse of the Ottoman and Persian empires and the creation of the Middle East left Kurds divided across Turkey, Syria, Iran, Iraq, and Armenia. And as a result, Kurdish language became a stateless language. In Turkey, soon after the establishment of the Turkish Republic, Kurdish language was banned. And this was a restriction that was in place for decades. It was actually uh, only eased in the 1990s, uh, early 90s. Kurdish uh, had the same fate in Syria, except for a short period under the French mandate. As a result, um, as you can imagine, as a result of this political suppression, the development of Kurmanji was severely interrupted in the 20th century, in the 20th century and uh, it mainly developed in the diaspora. In Iran, Kurdish was tolerated, except for a period under the Reza Shah, but uh, was not encouraged. And the condition of its development uh, was not provided. The dominant Kurdish dialect in, Sor in Iran is Sorani. And Sorani uh, really developed uh, in Iraq uh, in the 20th century. And Iraq became, because of the new political situation in Iraq became the only place that Kurdish cultural activities were allowed to an extent. So um, this is an image, a uh, very short introduction uh, to classical literature and the condition of Kurdish, the condition in which Kurdish literature developed um, uh, and in the 20th century and in, 20th cent in the 20th century really um, writing and publishing in Kurdish uh, for, the, for much of the 20th century, in itself, writing and publishing in itself was an act of resistance and was a form of activism and often entailing um, dangerous or perilous activism. In the study of Kurdish literature, we have two main challenges, which is related to the conditions as, as I just explained. Firstly, under the repressive conditions, as uh, Professor Hassanpur uh, noted, under the repressive conditions in Turkey, Syria, and Iran, uh, we have lost a significant part of Kurdish literary heritage uh, because um, manuscripts, um, especially those uh, in private possessions, were destroyed. And uh, we have uh, many testimonies um, uh, about this. Uh, in fact, Kurdish memoirs and autobiographies are replete with accounts of how out of uh, fear, uh, Kurdish people were forced to destroy the Kurdish collections. And of course, among these collections were manuscripts. And um, there were also um, that many uh, accounts of uh, newly published books or journals uh, being destroyed by state forces uh, in all parts of Kurdistan. And second uh, challenge in the study of Kurdish literature is that a considerable size of Kurdish written heritage has remained unpublished in forms of manuscript and in archives across the Middle East and even outside Kurdistan. And they have remained unpublished for uh, political as well as economic reasons. 
So against this backdrop, um, the image um, uh, we have of Kurdish literature and its development is, as you would, uh, would appreciate, is fragmented, is disjointed, and is partial. And our knowledge of classical literature, and in particular of women literature, women's contribution before the 19th century is limited. However, the discovery of new manuscripts and resources over the last decade have, uh, in particular the last decade, have brought new literary figures to light. In this talk, I um, present two examples, in fact, three examples of such rediscoveries, one in classical poetry and uh, two in modern poetry, which illustrate, um, exemplify the precarity of Kurdish literary heritage, but also um, complex structures of exclusions faced by Kurdish women whose voice have been marginalized, dismissed, and demoted in Kurdish literary history. Thank you for listening to this episode of Parse. Your support is invaluable to us. To like, share, or listen to our latest episodes, please head to our pages on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. To watch the complete seminars, please head to the Elaheo Midyar Mirjalali Institute for Iranian Studies website and YouTube page, which are linked in the description. See you again on our next episode.